many incidences from its great mythology like mahabharata and ramayana as a respect to the causes they represent like coming back of lord rama killing of ravana birth of lord krishna and many more one such incidents from the 9th century tamil version of mahabharata sees an extensive celebration in the kuthandavar temple of tamil nadu This 18-day long celebration happens to be the largest annual gathering of transgender people in India. Now the most beautiful part lies in the way it is celebrated, where the first 16 days happen to be a combination of various activities, cultural performances and programs. It also involves awareness skits by NGOs. The 17th day holds to be the most important one. As on this day, a huge number of transgender people dress up as brides, wearing bright colored sarees, colorful bangles, jewelries and ornaments. They adorn themselves in the most beautiful manner they can. Then together they all visit the Kothandavar temple where they get married to the deity of the temple, Lord Aravan. The priest of the temple ties a thali or mangal sutra around their neck to signify their marriage with the lord. Everyone rejoices, congratulates each other for their marriages, creating an aura of joy, happiness, celebration and fulfillment. And the day passes in the celebration. Then comes the 18th day, which also holds a very important ritual. On this day, all the aravanis or the brides who had just got married gather together to mourn the death of their dear husband they change into white sarees remove their makeup priest remove the mangal sutra and the brides fiercely break their bangles to signify their widowhood the rejoice heard on the day before converts to cries of sorrow and mourning hello people my name is preeti and you are listening to unmute This episode is an infant attempt to explore the nuances of this beautiful festival through a person who defies the tight frame of binary identities. He's a beautifully courageous soul who have been kind enough to share his experiences with us. So let's get right into the show. Hello Shashwat. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I'm good. Oh, glad! I'm just happy to have uh, been the show. Uh, yeah. So, uh, let's have a very quick introduction of you from your side. Okay. So, my name is Shashwood. I am a 19-year-old boy. I'm a makeup artist, and I live in Delhi, India. And I'm gay. My pronouns are he, him. Okay. Nice. And uh, okay. So, let's jump into the questions. my first question is a very broad question answer it answer it any way that you want like any way you find it comfortable uh it is what is it like to be shashwat like that what does it takes to be shashwat well okay that's an interesting question well it doesn't take a lot to be me because i i'm just a normal person like every other kid who's like struggling with his life trying to focus on his dreams and career um it doesn't have to be very significant thing that you have to be me to face all these issues there's this like slightly different because unlike others we get through certain stuff which is not usual for a teenager to get through like crossing our own existence that's something that's very unusual mm-hmm. because it's uh, piled on top of every other problem that you have as a normal teenager you know 
So that's like interesting and obviously hard. So yeah, that's about me. And about you being a content creator. So does it makes it hard for you because of you being a queer content creator? Um yeah, I guess it's obviously very hard for me because uh, not just for me but for every other LGBT member yeah. it definitely gives you an a separate attention because like everybody's going to look at you and be like okay this is something different we should we should surely go for this but there's another aspect to it because like after a while it gets boring like people are like okay fine we've got something out of it we've explored somebody who's new unique okay I'm bored of it now so and plus like people have to still have the mentality that we are secondary citizens we're not like equal to them to like your a secondary option like okay if we support you you have to be like respectful towards us because we support you that's the attitude that people have so they just get like okay they're we're living on pity and mercy as opposed as far as i am feeling the vibe from the people like okay if you're a content creator they're not going to focus on your content instead going to focus on what your identity is mostly it is because of that like a boy doing makeup is something unusual for them and like very new it's not like okay that makes us pretty awesome no not really it is because like you're a boy who's doing makeup so that's very exciting for them so my next question is ki to what extent being gay has affected your relationship with your parents uh my relationship with my parents is like used to be fine not really now <laughs> because like um my parents are like very anti LGBT kind of person people and like very conservative so they mostly like do not support it in any sort of way they're just like it's very unnatural to them and something against God's will and something that has to do with your mental psychological skills that you're mentally ill or like you need a psychiatrist for this so that's how you that's how they treat you if you are from the LGBT community you're like uh, abnormal so that actually has affected my relationship with them like in a lot of ways now i'm not really very confident and outed towards them because like earlier i used to be telling them a lot of stuff about my life but now they're not interested because they're not it's going to be something related to it or uh, even if it's related even if it's not related to it they will they try to jo- join the dots to make it related to it and then like taunt me in a way so obviously it has affected my life in a lot in a lot of ways with my parents So like it's not a very healthy kind of relationship that a normal teenager would have. A normal straight teenager would have. Right. So, and what what happened when you came out in front of them? Um, I didn't really come out to my dad first. Mm-hmm. So this was an interesting story because like back then I was watching this movie with my mom and dad. Uh, sorry, mom and my relatives. We were watching this uh, latest Bollywood movie called. Shubhmangal Zavatar done my mom actually took me out for this movie so yeah. she didn't realize that it was a gay movie and stuff so she just watched it and she was like okay the relatives were discussing about it and she was like okay it was a fine movie not saying much about it she came home and started criticizing the movie and i don't know out of nowhere i just got defensive for the movie because it was like something that a step towards like getting things better in the uh, in the bollywood industry so i was like kind of defensive for the movie so I started saying that no it wasn't like that bad if not everything has to go their way you know like when you're a parent you'll want everything you want control and authority over everything that your child watches and stuff so like I was like you need to like broaden your horizon so she got like a clue like why am I being defensive and like what 
what did that related to me and stuff. She knew that it was in my head, but she just wanted me to say it finally. And I was like so done with it for like years now. It's been like, what, 16, 17, 18 years. I was like, oh my God, I'm done. I have to say it. I don't know how, what's going to be the reaction. I had my board exams like right next day. I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. I don't know what it takes. Like, I just don't know. I just have to say it because like it's enough. Sometimes it just feels like the right moment that you have to do it. So like I just went for it. I was like, okay. So I just start from the starting. She was constantly pumping me up to say it. Like tell me why it's so important for you. And like I want to hear it from you and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, fine. If she wants me to say it, why not go for it? It's not something that I'm saying out of being like it's not something negative that I'm saying. So like plus like it has another factor to it that it's okay to say it. So it doesn't matter even if I don't say it. So I was like, okay, fine. So I started from the entire story, like how I realized that I was gay and she was like, okay, she like started crying. She didn't talk to me for like two, three days. Mm -hmm. And like I was uh, physically abused for that. Um, Like not just for that, but for like every other thing. Like we get (laughs) beaten up with like wearing makeup and stuff. So um, that happens. I just don't want to talk about it not too nice. So yeah. That happened, and then after two, three days, she became normal. Normal as in, like, she got protective for me. Mm. So she started being, like, overly nice to me so that I get this thought out of my head. Because she was, like, secretly, I, like, saw her search history, and she was actually searching for ways to cure homosexuality and stuff. I was like, oh, my God, this is going <laughs> weird ways. So she was actually trying to contact, like, Catrice for me and stuff. And I was like, well, go for it. The psychiatrist would tell you the same thing. Like, People have broadened the horizons. If you want to go for a counselor, go for it. They're going to tell you the same thing. Like, it's cool with me, though. So she actually banned me from a lot of stuff, like dancing, which is kind of my hobby. So, like, she stopped me from that because she considered it feminine. And there were other stuff that I was not allowed to do, like not meet my girls' friends because, like, girls' friends, as in, like, mm-hmm. they didn't really, she thought, like, my behavior was affected because of staying with girls a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and she was sending me towards the boys, and I was like, kind of enjoying it like why not (laughs) yeah okay that was a really interesting story um okay so my next question is like it is a fact that i read and uh, i want to know your view on that it is key nine out of ten lgbtq plus students reported being harassed and bullied last year so uh to what extent bullying harassment or cyber bullying has affected your life and what is your view on this statement? Like, very developed country, um, it doesn't really matter because people are still going to be the same. Maybe it's going to be minor bullying because, like, not every uh, not every person is going to be, like, physically bullying you. Mm-hmm. So, like, even in countries that are, like, very positive about it, for example, USA or, like, Sweden or Finland, something like that. Yeah. So, I've seen kids from there who are actually bullied, like, shoved up in uh, locker rooms and stuff. When, on the other hand, you see countries like India where, like, this isn't considered to be very normal, but still people are, like, bullying you, still not physically bullyish. But, yeah, I mean, this has personally affected me because uh, I grew up as, like, a very straight-A student, like, a very bright student, like, okay, I have to do this. I had my goal in mind. I didn't have any other distractions. I was just like, so I just know what I have to do and get it. But, like... When, like, I wasn't, like, very sure about people around me. I wasn't the one who was, like, always thinking, 
pictures and stuff very confident as in a personality. I was confident because of my um, brainy skills. Nothing like um, an extroverted personality because of my communication skills. Like, um, I don't know how to talk in front of people. I don't know how to stand or, like, behave because I knew they were going to judge me in law in, like, in every way possible because, like, that's how it has been all my life. Because, like, kids have always been, like, very mean. They don't, they don't even realize what they're saying because it's just all fun to them while it's not for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you're, they're your friends, they might not, they might just joke around you saying stuff like, what washroom do you use? Or, like, do you go to, uh, do you go to the girls' washroom and stuff? Which is kind of, which is obviously very mean, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't realize how important and, like, mean could it be. Because as a child, you just don't think about it that way. Yeah. Even if as uh, you go to high school, people start asking you questions about your sexuality. Are you, are you, like, do you have a boyfriend and stuff? And then laugh about it, which is, Another atrocious thing that I found, and it just made me a lot more underconfident than I already was. But since I started like getting up from that, I think I've just flourished from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So has it uh, changed? Because uh, when you stepped out of co- uh, school and uh, went to college, has it changed a little bit or anything of it? Like the people's behavior or me? No, the people's behavior. Um, I think uh, it changed after 10th grade. Um, It changed actually after I started accepting myself. I wouldn't say a a definite year when it changed because like some people changed uh, with time as they grew up. Some people changed because I started fighting back and they realized that it wouldn't be any benefit to bully me because like I'm going to be, I'm going to speak up against it. So they were just like, hush, and they started understanding it. Because anyhow, kids are kids. Kids are not going to be like that mean that they're going to, like, post you up and, like, physically um, hit you or something unless they're, like, absolute bullies, which you might not find a lot. Mm -hmm. So uh, mostly everything changed after 10th grade. 11th and 12th grade was a lot, like, easier for me. Everybody was, like, more accepting. Um, I just felt because people were... Like, there's a point where people are accepting, but not really. They're just pseudo-accepting. Pseudo-accepting is the person who's, like, uh, like supporting it, but still not comfortable around you because you're gay. They might be thinking, okay, they might have, like, sexual thoughts for you and stuff, which is kind of, like, predatorish to me because, like, they think you're predators and stuff. Okay, we support you, but don't prey on us, which is obviously very, uh, ill. I mean, I would say it's just, like, a very different opinion that you have in your head, which is absolutely a wrong one. Mm-hmm. So that is what their behavior was. And after 12th grade, I guess, uh, yeah, people change. Uh, in college, I guess people are like more accepting and like uh, actually accepting. Like they, even if you have feelings for somebody, um, you tell them they're straight, they're gonna be all happy about it. Not like, okay, oh, don't be around us. You're like, I understand that you're gay, but like, don't think about me that way. I'm not gay and stuff, which is very mean to say. But uh, you can handle that a better way. If you don't like me, they like you. But it's not like uh, they are dying for you to be, you know? They react to like the whole uh, nation has grown as a mindset towards our community, especially gay. Right. 
so you feel that you uh, you meet you are meeting mature people and uh, who have like developed a brain over time uh, when absolutely yeah so yeah right and uh, how has this uh, being gay of you or your sexual orientation has impacted uh, like the, uh, did it had any impact on your grades in your school and the uh, academics of you um not really i don't think so i think uh, it didn't really have any impact on my grades mm-hmm. it definitely had an impact on my uh, intrapersonal skills like my own confidence level and my own uh, personality development stuff mm-hmm. but like i knew how to segregate my sexuality to maximize my studies because studies were the only thing that i academics and uh, creative stuff were the only thing that made me stand out mm-hmm. in front of people and made me feel confident that I could stand up with them because so yeah um yeah i think i was a very active student towards the curricular stuff mm-hmm. like into all acting theatrical stuff and everything i was not a lot into dancing i loved to dance but i never uh did like i did uh performances and stuff but like never got into actual dancing mm-hmm. because i considered that as like a way for people to uh, get on me and like uh, to pick on me and stuff to find ways to come and tell me that okay you did that this you did that step because like even dance and steps are related to gender now like certain steps are not meant to be done by male and male dancers and certain steps but certain forms of dancing are not meant to be done by male dancers and stuff so i was just like always uh, scared because like i thought uh, people might say think like okay it's very effeminate to uh dance like that or move your hands while dancing or do uh, this and that so that was the only thing that kept me pulled back myself but other than that all other theatrical activities and like singing or like um creative stuff always up for that hmm. okay so uh, if you were given a chance to give a message to the whole world for once what would it be uh, a message that i would uh, like to give is that firstly if you do not know a person if you do not accept with his um behavior if you do not understand his ideologies his beliefs and stuff doesn't mean that he is wrong he could be different so even if you just don't understand it just respect it if you cannot uh, accept it just respect that person leave him alone isolate it like just uh, isolate yourself i mean like don't be around him if you do not consider it like as um going likewise to your mentality mm-hmm. if uh, that doesn't go along with you so just don't be around him just stay away let him live live yourself or if you want to explore then that would be a lot better like if you want to actually understand what the person thinks if you are in that mental state if you are that mature enough that you can actually understand what the person is um, uh, what the person has in his head and why he be behaving a certain way mm-hmm. so you're up for that yeah thank you uh, thank you so much ashwat it was a really wonderful conversation with you thank you so much it's really means a lot to be here thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here and speak on this it's a fantastic job that you're doing not a lot of people think about it so like i'm very happy for you thank you the kovigam festival that we started with has its origin in mahabharata right before when the war was to be fought the pandavas the side fighting for the truth and dharma had to perform a ritual called narbali in order to assure victory in the war so as the name suggests the ritual required a human life to be sacrificed 
Then Aravan, the son of great Arjuna and the Naga princess Ulupi, offered to sacrifice his life for the great cause of dharma. But his last wish was to get married. And no woman was ready to marry a man who was to die the very next day. So Lord Krishna granted Aravan's wish of getting married by taking up incarnation of Mohini. Mohini, a woman in body and a man in spirit. Mohini and Aravan consummated their marriage and the next day Aravan offered his life to Goddess Kali. Mohini mourned his death and the later devoted back to Krishna form. This story and festival is an answer to all the comments which go like being queer is not in India's culture.